Welcome to the Springles Podcast. Today we're doing a missions episode. So a little bit later, we do have one of the uh, one of the missionaries that we support, a local missionary. Um, she is part of the InterVarsity program over at Sonoma State. So she'll be coming in, and I'm going to talk to her a little bit, hear about her ministry and what she's doing there at Sonoma State through InterVarsity. But right now, I have Garrett Ward, uh, who is uh, of uh, you know podcast fame already, and then Jennifer Winardi, who I can't say you're famous yet, but I'm, I'm sure you will be. Um, That's right. They're here to talk about missions because they know a lot more about it than I do. And we want to tell all of you exactly uh, some of the missions that we do support and why we support these missions, um, why specifically these missions. Let's start. I've got the list here that Jen gave me. So let's just start with InterVarsity since Jess is going to be coming in a little bit and we're going to talk about InterVarsity. Let's talk about InterVarsity. What's our involvement with it? Um, why, are we, uh, why have we chosen to support uh, Jess specifically with InterVarsity? Yeah. So what's cool, just a little backdrop of kind of our philosophy of um, who we choose to partner with. Oh, yeah. I, I brushed over that, that already. Is that huh? cool? Is that cool? Yes. Um, so basically what we like to do um, is kind of we have this threefold approach. So we like to choose um, organizations that um, are obviously gospel centered. So they're sharing the gospel and Christ's love with people. And then um, an organization that we have a relationship with the person, which is why we love Jess, because um, she's a huge part of our church. Um, and then, As is her husband. As is her husband. Oh, my goodness. Yes, as is her husband. <laughs> um, and then also um, an organization that we can be involved with or participate in um, as our church chooses. So, And then um, an organizations we financially partner with, um, we also want them to be already excellent in what they're doing. So in particular, in our varsity, um, is excellent at being on college campuses and is not a realm that we are in. So um, we love InterVarsity because they're there ministering to college kids and clearly sharing the gospel. And we love Jess and Brennan. So. Yeah. And Brennan, for those of you that don't know Brennan, you've heard him on the podcast. He's part of the band. Oh. He plays bass. He's been on the podcast three or four times now. Oh. He's been on a few times. I've brought him in for different things. He actually interviewed me. That was one of the things. Him and Andrea <laughs> interviewed me, which That's was fun. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, Brennan and Jess, they're great. They are very involved here. We do love them. Um, and InterVarsity is what Jess is involved in. I've led worship at InterVarsity a few times yeah. um, for their uh, their large group meetings. Uh, we can so that's, be involved with. Yeah, that's so we, we can love. be involved in. That's great. <laughs> um, so InterVarsity, that'll be, we'll talk to Jess a little bit later. We'll hear more about that. Uh, Redwood Gospel Mission, which we just did the, yeah, Jen's pointing at Garrett. So Garrett, you're going to take this one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We just did the um, the Thanksgiving drive was with Redwood Gospel, right? Right. Yeah. And that's one of their annual yearly events uh, that they put on and all the local uh, churches can support and be involved in that. And uh, yeah, the Redwood Gospel Mission is our, our local kind of homeless shelter, and they have, um, they're really part of that uh, ministry in that, in that setting of helping the, the homeless. And so they do a really good job in that, as well as sharing the gospel, offering classes, offering mentoring uh, to people coming off the streets and trying to get them a place to stay and then get them uh, permanent housing eventually. And so, and of course, through uh, COVID-19, they've had to shift their ministry a little bit. They've actually had to go out to the Redwood uh, Alliance, Red, Alliance Redwoods, and they're housing people out there at that location. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Um, to have more, uh, more, more presence out there and, and separate a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so they're adapting with uh, the times as well. And so, yeah, we, we give to them financially. We support them, what they're doing, as well as... Um, you can volunteer there. We have many people uh, in the part of the church who volunteer um, in a lot of different uh, capacities. And then, yeah, we partner with them and during different events throughout the year. They do the Thanksgiving. Uh, they have a big Christmas drive. 
They do a big uh, kitty, uh, kitty, kitty. Uh, kids, uh, kids city event kid where shelter. where they have a kids drive and and uh, school supplies and backpacks that they collect for kids. And we get our we get our coffee with from for our coffee. Kiosk yeah, they them, actually right? also have a, a coffee, um, yeah, partnership, and, and that's like a program where where people can learn how to roast coffee and be a part of that. Um, uh, that's also another way that we can yeah. we support them by giving them that business, right? Right. I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. So they uh, provide that coffee, and we support them that way. So. And the shelter was before pre-COVID, but the they would come here and stay here. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The nomadic the winter, shelter. Nomadic it's shelter. called. Yeah. They're not doing so, that. They haven't done that in, during COVID. Not during COVID. Okay. No. That's where they go. Um. Take uh, take uh, people once once a month. Churches open up their uh, buildings and. They go church to church, and uh, they uh, churches open up their doors for uh, the the homeless to stay there. And and the Redwood Gospel Mission facilitates that. They staff that, and they do everything driving. Right. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. So Redwood Gospel Mission, another great uh, organization that we support here. Now Bridges Pregnancy Clinic and uh, and Core Center is that? Am I reading that right? Care, Care Center. Center. <laughs> it's very small. I think that's like nine font. Uh, so Bridges Pregnancy Clinic and Care Center. Uh, Jen, do you want to share about that? Yeah. So You're pregnant right I now. I am. <laughs> That's why I get to take this one. No. Um, Bridges is a really cool organization. Again, they're a local organization um, that they're sharing the gospel um, with women in need. Um, uh, these women are pregnant and they just have a lot of questions and they don't um, have answers. And so um, PCC is what um, we've called them before for short or just Bridges for short, I think, these days. Um, but they will take in these women free of cost um, and basically, you know, give them any testing that they need, help counsel them in any way, answer any questions, um, but just to give them maybe some alternatives that they're not hearing from the world um, to give them some alternative options um, to maybe what um, they are hearing from other places. So um, in the Christian environment, um, they are able to feel loved and welcomed um, and it's all confidential, all free, which is just really cool. So um, we partner with them on an annual basis, um, to help support, yeah, our women locally. That's awesome. Cool. Is that for, uh, anybody can, that's just anyone in, a, in some anyone kind of situation, in, they need yeah. some help, right? Right. Anyone, someone kind of, and it's not just if you're pregnant, um, STDs they do. Um, so if you have any questions oh, so about it's, that, it's goes like beyond. full, okay. yeah, full women, full women's healthcare. And then I think they also offer a few things for men too. I'm oh, not cool. as up to date on that, but, um, I think they offer a few things for men too. So, um, yeah, really any, health um related issues you can go there now which is awesome expanded their name care center not core center not not core center (laughs) (laughs) maybe i should just up the font here i usually have pretty good eyesight but uh yeah with it bold font i just didn't see that we also have a bunch of local missions that we put on here Mm -hmm. um at the church so let's start with fostering together this has been one that has been a couple years now right yeah um it's been really cool to see the people at our church involved in this because we have uh foster families at our church we have people that support those foster families um, we brought in, I forget how long ago it was. It seems like it was a couple of years ago where we had, what well, we have like 45 people here, list, uh, like listening to, I forget his name. Um, the guy came and did a presentation about fostering. Oh yeah. Hector. Hector. Yeah. Back yeah. Back in the day. Um, us off. And heard a lot about that and the need that's in the County. And, yeah. um, it's, I mean, it's a huge need, so it's great that we're able to do this. So Jen, I guess this is yeah, going to be you again also. So fostering um, together, tell yeah. us about that. So what's really cool is, um, foster care is, or foster kids in foster care have kind of been a part of Spring Hills for a while. We um, partnered original originally um, with Royal Family Kids, 
who we still partner with. Um, just obviously this year with COVID, things things have looked a little different. So um, uh, the Wollerts are going to come on to the podcast oh, also and talk excellent. about not this one, but it'll be in the future. I talked yeah. to them; they're going to come on and share about Royal Family. Royal Family. Excellent. So you guys will hear all about that when they get here. But basically, um, we started partnering with them. Gosh, at least five years ago, I think, um, with them. And so what they do, I'll let them talk in detail. But they put on a free full week of summer camp for kids in care. And so this is kind of the, the kids' opportunity to get away and just have fun and just be kids. So really cool organization. Um, and we love them. And, you know, people have stepped up financially to support them and volunteer um, during that week. It's huge. It's a 24-7 thing. So um, really cool organization to work with. Um, and we love that. But it was only once a year. So we said, how can we support these kids, you know, throughout the year? And that's kind of where our brains started moving. And um, we started talking well, to it. Can I, can yeah, I touch on that real quick? Yeah, yeah. Cause it, it was once the, these, the people that would go volunteer, they'd build relationships with totally. these kids, but yeah. once it's over, That's there's it. no contact. There's right? no contact. So it was not like the kids allowed. can't, yeah. you, you're not inviting the kids to church and stuff. So we right. wanted a way to, to be able to, we wanted to, first of all, encourage families to foster these children that totally. need homes. They need homes. Yeah. Cause we want them in Christian homes. Exactly. We, don't, we want them to yeah. be able to come to church, families that are already involved in church. And exactly. Stuff. So this is where this came from. Yeah. Right? This is where this idea kind of came from. So, um, we started working with an organization called Foster the Bay. Um, they're an organization that helps uh, churches develop foster care ministries, which was perfect and right up our alley. So twofold approach, um, like Garrett just said, we want to raise up Christian foster families to give these kids an opportunity to hear about God um, in their foster homes. And then they can come to things like Adventure Week um, and come to things like our Awesome Kids program on the weekend and all that kind of stuff. So um, we wanted more Christian foster families. And then we also um, wanted these foster families to have a support system around them. Um, we just heard more and more stats saying that if foster families aren't getting the support that they need, they fall out of the foster care system pretty quickly. Because like people bringing them meals and people exactly. yeah, watch, watching the kids for a little watching while. Because we do like another thing that was happening, probably not during COVID, but they yeah. were watching all the foster kids in the the foster parents would go and right. date night. Like a date night. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So we wanted to provide these support teams around these foster families as well. So that's what fostering together is. It's raising up Christian foster families and then also providing them support teams to help them with practical needs. Yeah. We kind of say. And Garrett, you you and Ash have, uh, you've fostered. been a foster family, right? Yeah, we are a foster family and we had a foster team when we had a little one and they, yeah, helped us pick up, uh, our do our shopping and provide meals. And yeah, it's just a great support system. And and so, yeah, if you want to be involved in that, you don't have to foster specifically, but you can, yeah, support other foster families by coming alongside them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so talk to Jen about that. Yeah. Yeah. Love we're going to also, that's another one. We're bringing some people on. We've got um, a couple of those teams that are going to oh, come good. on also. Awesome. Um, I had to reschedule one of them. So hopefully that'll happen soon. But this is the... The soundboard has really messed up my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> the soundboard, I've had to rebuild it so um, and learn how to do it. But uh, anyway, so that is Fostering Together. That's a really exciting one. Um, and then we also have the book drive and the food drive. You want to just, I mean, are those really separate? You want to mash them together? We can mash kind them of the together. Same, yeah. Same idea, right? Same idea. Yeah. So basically, um, and this was all kind of in light of shelter in place at the time. Um, there are a couple of needs from the county popped out um, that kids in schools, because the schools were shut down, they didn't have access to new reading material. And so Spring Hill stepped up and gosh, we wanted 2,000 books and I think we got closer to 3,000, 3,500 books. It there was a, a lot of books There was a lot of books. So you guys were awesome, stepped up and provided books for um, just kids in need who didn't have access to new reading material. The libraries were closed at the time. Schools were closed at the time. So 
Um, you guys stepped up and provided um, tons of books to um, kids who just didn't have access at the time. So that was kind of a really cool thing we were able to do um, in light of shelter in place. And then um, food drive in a similar fashion. Obviously, when things shut down, the economy, you know, was people were hurting. And so the food banks really saw an uptick in the need for food. And right. so, again, Spring Hills stepped up and provide. I, I can't even remember. It was way over what we wanted, though. <laughs> another, <laughs> another yeah, like, really cool. you guys are I awesome don't think there's any. Sh- yeah, I don't think there's any short of generosity no, within our church. church. It's pretty amazing. No, it was awesome. So thank you guys for yeah stepping up and doing that. Um, again, a cool opportunity for us to kind of step out this year. Um, and do something a little different and meet the needs of the community. So that was really awesome. Which also, I'll segue that into Project Serve because we did, we, I was, it was amazing that we were able to do Project Serve this yep. year to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think both of you are on that podcast talking about Project Serve. Oh, yeah. Garrett, do you want to yeah. get involved in this podcast more right now and tell us about Project Serve? Yeah, so that went well. So yeah, that's our, just a local outreach outreach that our church does. We once a year right? gather projects within the community and go out to different sites and, um, complete the projects that uh, they have for us. And this year it was a little different. We didn't go out to kind of local organizations as much. We went to, I think, a few, right? Yeah. Uh, but we mostly uh, kind of focused uh, on um, people within our people church, within our church mm-hmm. and their friends and families to come over to their homes, fix decks mm-hmm. or fences or, or whatever, do yard work, yeah. paint. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just having a group of people going to, to help support people in our church to get projects done. And but they you can't, work they too. They can't get done. Garrett did some work. Yeah, Garrett's I did a some worker, work. Actually, we had Garrett a project Ward is here. a worker. <laughs> I had a project here at the church, actually. Yeah. We did the we did the uh, wood the playground, right? Yeah, yeah. the playground. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah, that looked great. It. Mm-hmm. it looked great. That Looks team great. cranked. They were uh, quick. That was w- awesome. I th- we have a couple of videos. Maybe I think we have a couple of videos from the Project Serve sites that are on the yeah. Facebook feed. Yeah. So you can go through there. I'm not exactly sure how easy those are to find on there now that it's been a few months ago. But right. there's some great stories on there that just shows testimonies. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that shows the the need that people had and the fact again that our church, um, the people in our church are, are generous not just with finances but also with time and with their energy. And they went mm-hmm. over to these sites. Some people even after it was over went back to the sites. Yeah. And kept working, which yep, is really which cool. Which is awesome. Right. Uh, okay, let's go international now because yeah. there are some international organizations we support. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have, I forget his last name, John uh, from Harmony Outreach. Oh, good. John, he was on? No, 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 not on. He was here. He spoke here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his last what? name? Bennett. It's Bentley. 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 Like, it's John Bentley. Bentley. <laughs> Bentley, thank you. He came and spoke. Uh, I mean, again, it's, COVID is the, making time weird, but uh, it seemed probably a yeah. year and a half ago or yeah. so. Um, and yeah, John came and spoke. So Harmony mm-hmm. Outreach, let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, so um, just our international philosophy kind of, um, you know, so we've got our local partnerships that we have, and then internationally, um, Spring Hills became passionate about what they call the 1040 window. And so the 1040 window has the highest population of people um, that are the most unchurched is the wrong word, not Christians. (laughs) Um, And so, but also with the least number of missionaries in that area, because it includes things like Iraq. Um, in some really dangerous areas to to get into. And so um, we felt a call to, if we're going to support um, international organizations, that, that these organizations fall within this 1040 window. So, um, And that is the, this is specifically, Brett talked a lot about Harmony oh, Outreach good. on the yeah. story of Spring Hills as well. So you, that's an episode, I think it was episode uh, four. Yeah, episode four, because it was okay. just me and Brett. So yeah. if you want to go back in the feed, you can hear more about Harmony Outreach there too, because Brett shares all about it. And uh, where where that start the heart behind uh, supporting Harmony? Yeah, so it comes a little yeah, just because they they Harmony Outreach is amazing. They are all over, um, and a lot in the ten forty window. And so, um, Brett specifically has he felt a call to Vietnam mainly, 
Um, and then uh, was it Vietnam and Ethiopia? I think that was the two. But Vietnam really took off um, because he was able to partner with a school there and actually do some teaching in Vietnam um, and reach out to these small villages. Um, so he's been able to go out there once or twice. Did he say? I can't remember. Once or twice what now. Was it- was that one of the ones that was canceled because it or he couldn't oh, go because of his back or something? Uh, maybe that was one no, of them. India was his, India. Was COVID. I, it was COVID. So but there was one, one that was because okay. of his back. He wasn't going to be able to. He had a some, a nerve issue or something. And there was okay. one because of fires. I think oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! He's at least well, he's at least Mexico, been to Vietnam once. Mexico <laughs> got canceled because of COVID too, right? Yeah, <laughs> wasn't yeah. there was another one? Yeah, but Brett has been over Vietnam. Let's talk about Vietnam a little bit because we do have the Vietnam school. Yeah. Um, that was the one that... W- so that's how we found the Vietnam school was through Harmony Outreach. And Harmony Outreach is how we, we had given the money for them to buy a vehicle, right? Exactly. Um, I, yep. always forget, I always forget the guy's name, but mm-hmm. he was able to get a vehicle and travel. He yep. travels a long way. He was on a, all, like on a, a Vespa. Or something, right? Yeah, like something Traveling tiny. through mountains Hundreds and Hundreds of miles a day, yeah. <laughs> um, so that'll be... That's huge for him. And again, mm-hmm. the church helped... Uh, Spring Hills helped purchase that vehicle for him. So right. he's able to go to all mm-hmm. these different churches and continue to teach and support the churches that are in Vietnam that are just starting or have been around for a while. There's a whole different, there's a whole, there's a, lot, there's a whole a of spectrum of them. Yeah. But they're but hard really to cool. get to cause there's, there are these remote villages up right. in the mountains. Yeah. That's, it's crazy. So, so the Vietnam to. schools, that's how, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So the Vietnam school, so that's where Brett was able to basically, they go, they have pastors come in and they teach theology, right? So it's kind of like a seminary, if you will, of sorts. Um, I don't want to say underground, but maybe a little bit over there, like kind of like an underground mm-hmm. seminary. Um, where pastors from, you know, churches come from all over Vietnam, um, and they can be taught theology, um, which is really cool. So Brett has a, obviously a huge heart for teaching. And so this was right up his alley, um, to be able to go and like support these pastors and teach them, um, all about Christ and, you know, just some basics and then how they can communicate it out. And he was actually really impressed by, um, the knowledge that those guys they, they had. corrected they, him or yeah, something. Or something, something. Yeah. He was saying like they uh, there was one where he was going through. I forget what he said. It was going through a list of something and he forgot one and they like raised right. some raised their hand it and was, was like, "Wait, yeah. you forgot this one." So which really, of course yeah. just makes Brett happy and, and yeah. proud because he's just like, "Oh, that's awesome." Yeah. So just being able to teach them solid truth, um, which is just so important, so they can take that back out to their to their communities right. and to their churches. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, let's go to uh, Kenya. The Kenya Evangelical mm-hmm. Mission. Let's mm-hmm. talk about Kenya. That's been one of the ones, I think you mentioned, it's been one of the ones we've been supporting the longest, The right? longest, yeah. So, um, kind of Garrett, you can start. drop in whatever you want. <laughs> All right. Talk I'm just in. talking. We we didn't need Garrett here, yeah. I guess. Huh? <laughs> no, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> just putting your name on the on the podcast episode just we'll makes make people, people listen. Jen is the expert. So uh, every now I and yield, then, just say, I yield my time. <laughs> you yield your time. Okay, sorry. Okay, Jen, Kenya Evangelical Mission. Um, yeah, so they're one of the uh, like back when the first church first started. Um, Brett and Eve actually had a relationship with this couple. Um, Lois um, Hoyt is her name. Um, and I can't remember her husband because he's passed away since I've been involved, but Lois and her husband, um, started Kenya Evangelical Mission and they just have this huge heart for Kenya. Um, this last call that we had with them, they actually have now raised up, um, they were boys at the time who they have adopted and they've raised them up to now be the pastors and leaders of Kenya Evangelical Mission. So, um, just super cool just to see, hear their story in their heart. Um, but we just gave our annual donation. Um, to them, and they are always so appreciative and so thankful. But their latest vision um, is to basically create a Bible Belt in Africa, were the words that they used, which was just so cool to hear. 
Um, there's a refugee camp in Kenya where people are coming from all over outside of Kenya to this refugee camp, obviously, because they've experienced a lot of violence. Um, and so they are sending missionaries out into that refugee camp to share the gospel and to hand out Bibles and really just to preach God's word um, so that those people in that refugee camp can eventually then take the gospel back out to um, their home countries. So just such a cool vision. And so um, uh, your donation, Spring Hills donation, is going directly um, to help them start that um, mission in the refugee camp. That's awesome. So, super cool this year. And then the last one you've got on here is Seed Group. Yes. I know nothing about this one. <laughs> um, so Seed um, is our organization that we support in India. So I think you've seen them, our village in yeah, India that I we support. Yeah, about, now yes. that we support. So, um, I just guess I didn't know that name. Yes. Uh, and so they've been around. We've been doing it for two years now, two, three years. I can't remember. Um, but they have a heart for India, obviously. They're a group in India. And so they um, take kids, our particular villages, they are rescuing um, girls from um, prostitution, basically. They call it dancing there. And so starting at a very young age, um, that's how these families make money. They sell off their daughters into prostitution and into dancing. And so um, we are able to go and provide an alternative avenue. So not only are you providing food, shelter, clothing um, for these girls so that the families don't have to sell them off, but then we're also providing them education and then in in all of that, we are able to share um, the gospel with them and teach them about Jesus as well. Is love. this what the Adventure Week, when they bought, like, they were buying animals, right? Like goats no, and that is different, different. Group. Okay. Yeah, different group. Nope. But um, and it's still a cool thing that they still did. Still very that. Yeah. cool that they did that for Adventure Week. Another yeah. a side note, <laughs> we supported them too. I get yeah. they're a bigger organization, but yeah. Anyways, so um, yes, and what's cool is that our our sponsorship actually started this new village. So this is kind of like the Spring Hills village. Oh, cool. Um, so as soon as, you know, we can start traveling again, we've had a couple of trips. And that's where they were supposed sent. to go, right? So they were supposed to go to India and there was a fire. I was supposed to go to that Gare one. was supposed yeah. to go to that. Yeah, Gare, because I told yeah, us all you about and, it. you and Catherine. And <laughs> but I missed out, so I don't know nothing. No, that- <laughs> <laughs> He'll have to report back Another next reason why we're glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, a yeah. great insight to a lot of these missions. Is there anything we missed here? Did I miss any one of these? No, I think, yeah, the Great job. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, so we just wanted to share with you what we're doing here to support different missions. So there's, like we said, there's local ones, um, and then we've got the international ones. And mm-hmm. then um, InterVarsity, it, we're going to talk about that in just a minute here. Jess is going to come in and uh, and share what her mission, her ministry is on mm-hmm. Sonoma State's campus and how that's going, and um, just give you a little update with that as well. And then also, I'm going to actually be uh, trying to bring in a few other people here. I've got this long list of, of people I'm, I'm trying to get on the <laughs> podcast, and it's uh, scheduling them out is a little more difficult than I, I, I bit off a little more than I could chew when I was like, oh yeah, I'll get this, this, yeah, this, yeah. this. And I look get at the schedule done. and I'm like, I can't get all this done in, in this short of time. Oh. So, um, but we are going to, there's a couple of the names on here that I know, um, that I've, uh, I've got on a list to contact and get on a podcast, even the ones that are, they're far away because we can just put them on a phone. Yeah. It works great. So, yeah. um, yeah. So that's some of the missions zoom that we in. support. We want you yeah. zoom in. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> I actually get to do a Zoom interview with the uh, creator of the TV show, The Chosen. Um, oh, wow. Oh. If anybody's watched The Chosen, it's really cool. It's I've a great show. Like, is it episodes? I feel it's like episodes. It's eight episode. episodes. Yeah, yeah, so I've it's a TV one. show. Yeah. It basically goes from the time of, uh, it's, it's essentially Mary Magdalene okay. up to when uh, he talks to the woman at the well. And it goes through the story awesome. in yeah. eight episodes of Jesus, basically his journey from that point. Uh, but it's a really cool, it's a really cool show. 
And I contacted them just like, I wonder if I could interview these guys. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a small group next semester where we watch an episode and talk about it. Awesome. And, you know, that kind of thing. And so I emailed them. And they're like, yeah, just let us know when you want to do it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't think it was going to be that easy. So um, that has nothing to do with missions, but uh, <laughs> I was excited about it. <laughs> Anyways, that is the missions that a lot of the missions that we support, the things that we do here to reach out to our community. Yeah. Um, and I wanted just to make sure that our Spring Hills family knows about these things because I get the question every now and then, like, what kind of missions do you support? Well, here it is. I can now point you to this podcast. So uh, if you have any other questions about missions or um, just want to talk about them more about what we're doing i'm sure you could reach out to let garrett we'll we'll involve you in this i one. think jen you could reach out to one. garrett <laughs> um yeah jen is that something that if people Absolutely, are interested to. in yeah um totally. yeah so and then also we we will talk more about missions uh here on the podcast too at yeah. different times so it'll it'll be a lot of information hope that's the point right so uh, thank you, Garrett, for all of the things that you shared with us today, and Jennifer as well for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll get to Jess Pryor now. Brennan and Jessica Pryor. Hello. Um, Hello. I keep calling you Jess. I did call you Jess earlier, and I. That's I, okay. I mean, I that's what I call you. So I just keep saying Jess is going to come in in just a little bit. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Garrett and uh, Garrett Ward and Jennifer Winardi were in here. They shared about the missions. The first one we mentioned was InterVarsity. So Jessica, uh, you what's your title at InterVarsity? I'm an assistant director for our student experience team. Um, it's our national team for Greek University, um, which I'll get into yeah, yeah, what yeah. that is in a minute. Um, but I was a campus staff member for five years at Sonoma State, um, and now I just moved into a new role as an assistant director. Um, so my role, it expands to all across the country, basically, yeah. um, instead of just one Awesome. Campus. Yeah. So we're going to talk about what InterVarsity is because mm-hmm. before I met you guys, I didn't know what InterVarsity was. So I'm sure there's some people that are asking that question. We did leave that for this. So Jen didn't get too far into it. But the reason you got brought up is because we talked about a lot of the missions, um, the ministries that we support. And you're one of them. I also didn't know that Spring Hills supports you, um, yeah. which <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they specifically supported you. I knew that we supported InterVarsity in some way. I didn't know it was because yeah. it was you. I'm but in that's cool. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Je- Jessica is one of the, the ministries we support. I should say Jessica and Brennan, you guys are married. Uh, yeah. You got mentioned mm-hmm. too, Brennan. Brennan, you have heard on the podcast. I'm here again. He's been here a few times. <laughs> um, I like bringing Brennan because Brennan knows how to talk into a microphone. For the most part. I don't have to edit you much. You, you know what the, the benefit is? I don't have to hold it. If I had to hold it, I'd be like the people holding an ice cream cone and it, it looks really awkward. Yeah, but the I can see that. It's hands-free. I'm good to go. Yeah. So I bring Brennan in just to give another uh, another voice in here because he also, you were involved in InterVarsity in mm-hmm. uh, some ways as well. You, yeah. you, wait, I forget now. I've asked you this 30 times. Did you guys meet through university? Uh, it was a combination of university and just like classes and stuff at Sonoma okay. State. And but, work. And work and all these all these a lot things. Of, a lot of different but places. Your yeah. lives were intertwined. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was a I was a campus staff for about a year and a half okay. um, at a different different campus. Okay, I got it. Yeah. What campus were you on? At Cal Maritime in um, hey, uh, Leo. I, yeah, I, I had a couple of friends that went there. Not You wouldn't know them. They were older. Yeah, well, yeah. Older than me, mm-hmm. and I'm older than you. So uh, And you were Sonoma State. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Uh, Jess, where are you from? I'm from Stockton. Okay, and Brennan. Tracy. 209. 209. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I should say also, we recorded this already, and um, the SD card didn't work. So Jess is here for a second time doing this. So I know some of the things I'm going to say, I'm going to bring it up again, because 209ers, I'm excited whenever we have 209ers, because I am a 209er. I'm from Turlock, so Central Valley. Um, Yeah, in the house. So we're going to talk about InterVarsity a little bit more. Let's just start there. What's InterVarsity and then go into what Greek InterVarsity is. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, so InterVarsity is a campus ministry that's a campus ministry um, nationally. So 
pretty much on a lot of different college campuses or across the country. Any um, college, like state campuses or like any uh, yeah, like Christian campuses of, and stuff too? Some, yeah, it just depends. It's, we're on a lot of different campuses. We're on community colleges, four-year colleges, private ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on the staff capacity and the location. Um, but yeah, so our goal is to just connect people with uh, Christian community and to make sure that people can have an opportunity to meet Jesus in college since that's not something that people typically would think to do when they go to college. Um, and so I work for not part of the typical yeah. <laughs> worldly college experience. Yeah. yeah I don't think people Jesus. go into college being like, I'm going to be a Christian. I'm but, fr- yeah. um, no, it's I'm free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no more rules. But so I work for a branch called Greek university, which is a ministry specifically for fraternity and sorority students. And so I would say even more so students come into college in a fraternity or sorority, they're probably not thinking, yeah, I want to get involved in like a Christian group. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, my ministry is specifically geared towards uh, reaching those students. reaching students. It's um, oftentimes called Greek life um, or fraternity and sorority life. So that's okay. why it's called Greek university. And are there, I'm not, I'm not very familiar with just Greek life in general. Is there, uh, are there Christian sororities and fraternities? On some campuses, it depends on the campus. At Sonoma State, there's not, I would say it's probably at least on the West coast anyway, it's probably more rare to have a, yeah. A I mean, do Christian, affiliated. do Christian colleges have Greek intervarsity or is that, I mean, like if you went to Simpson or Azusa, uh, Biola, would any of those have actual sororities or fraternities? Um, not that I know of. Okay. I like, I, I don't know if Biola has any, mm-hmm. so yeah, it just depends on the campus. Okay. Um, that makes, I mean, yeah, that makes cause, sense. Cause some have Greek life. Some don't, some have like taken it off their campus for different reasons. So yeah, every campus is different. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, I, I f- did forget to ask, what's your involvement here at Spring Hills? Brandon, we don't need to talk about you. We talk about you too much. Yeah, uh, Brandon's part of the much. band. Okay, Jess, let's talk about you more. <laughs> uh, what, you serve at Spring Hills in different ways. Obviously, COVID has changed that a little bit. But what ways do you serve? You're on a couple different teams, right? Yeah, I, well, I've done a few things. I started off at the uh, the welcome desk. Mm-hmm. And then um, once the coffee bar got put in, I started, migrated over to the oh, coffee bar. Oh, we talked about the coffee bar today, too, because yeah. of Redwood Gospel Mission. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got yeah. brought up. This is really, I'm, I'm happy. These two segments are going to really tie together. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, great. So, yeah, you've been involved here. You guys came to Spring Hills around the time that I started, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we talk about the voice loss weekend. Yep. That's uh, a good with one. The deep voice. Uh, so now let's talk more about your uh, specific, how'd you get started in InterVarsity? So let's talk about your just experience before you started working there, your experience mm-hmm. as a student, what was InterVarsity, Greek InterVarsity, right? Or were yeah. you just part of InterVarsity? Yeah, so I, <laughs> there wasn't a Greek InterVarsity at Sonoma State when I was Got a student. Got it, okay. That's what so, I was trying to, I, I, I'm yes. trying to ask the questions because you already answered these questions once. I'm trying not to just answer them for you. <laughs> for, so go ahead. Um, yeah, so when I was a student, I came into college and I was really interested in just getting involved in a lot of things. And so um, I kind of just put put my foot into everything. I was like, I'm going to join a sorority and this Christian club, look, club looks cool. And like, I'm going to try all of these things. And so I ended up joining my sorority and InterVarsity at the same time. And I got plugged into a small group with InterVarsity. Okay. And so, um, and then I just remember feeling this tension being involved in both clubs. Like you'd go to uh, my sorority and they'd be like, why are you involved in this Christian club? Like they're super weird. And then you'd have like people in InterVarsity, like you're in Greek life, you're in a sorority, like that doesn't make any sense. Mm. And so there was just this tension of how do you be both Greek and Christian in college? And so, um, my roommate and I, because she was also in a sorority, but we ended up starting a Greek Bible study specifically for people in fraternity and sorority life. And so that's kind of how I got started. Um, 
with it is when we did that. And, and how so, did, Brandon, how did you get involved? Yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of had a similar thing in the sense that when I came to Sonoma, I was kind of looking to get involved in, in some sort of Christian community. Um, and, and InterVarsity advertises like their, their larger meetings that they hold pretty much every week. And I had, you know, um, heard about that and been invited uh, and showed up and it was really cool. Got involved with a small group like right away and all that stuff. So it was kind of, that's, it was a really quick transition into that. Um, and then kind of just got more and more involved throughout the semester. What would you both say is like the biggest, um, maybe like just the most positive thing about it that you noticed with InterVarsity with being a new college student where you, you had been at a junior college prior, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you weren't, you weren't a freshman when you got in, were you a freshman when you, I was a freshman. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like what, especially as a freshman coming in, you moved away from home. Mm -hmm. Um, what was like the biggest positive about joining something, a group like that? Well, I didn't do for you. Yeah. I, I didn't really grow up in a super religious family. We, I went to Catholic school for like a minute. Um, but I wouldn't say like my family's super religious. Um, and so I think a positive thing for me was actually just being a part of a Christian community. I'd never really, I'd never done that you didn't before. You grow up in church and go to youth camps and stuff like that? Not really. My senior year of college or not of college of high school, I ended up going to a church, like a local church for a little bit. And that kind of opened the door for me and kind of planted some seeds of interest. And yeah. so then when I got to college, I was like, okay, I'm ready to explore this a little bit more. And so, but I had never, I wasn't there long enough to be like, oh, I have a really close community. Um, but it was definitely like what helped launch me, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the close community of friends and being able to grow in your faith that way was like super new. Mm -hmm. And so that's always something that I remember. Like I'm still friends with people from college in university. Um, and yeah, I think that was one of the biggest blessings for Communities, me. Communities, I mean, it's mm -hmm. vital. And when yeah. you move to mm -hmm. move away to college, it's the hardest thing because who are you gonna, basically who are you gonna attach yourself to? Mm -hmm. And if you get attached to the wrong people, it can really, really mess you up. And I'm speaking from experience, I'm not gonna go into it, but it basically it was how it was. It's like, man, if I had a group that was, you know, a group of Christians rather than a group of people that just wanted to go party, yeah, mm -hmm. my first, you know, year in college would have been drastically different. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, what about you? What was you moved for? So you were at a junior college and you lived at home at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when I came to Sonoma, it was my first time being out of my parents' house and I didn't know anybody up here besides one person I went to high school with. So, but uh, one of the things that I really loved is just how like welcoming, like the fact that I went there and like met a really close friend who I'm still friends with. Like the first person I met at university was a part of my, um, like my who's one of my groomsmen oh so like it's like just being able to meet people get really connected and like stick with it meet more people um it was just how welcoming wait do i know do i know him? i don't think so okay. it's um, not it wasn't crockett and low no 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 okay. no no it was uh one of my one of my friends jeff um he no, kind of was like no yeah you don't i don't know, know. i don't know any jeffs <laughs> yeah i don't know any jeffs but um yeah they were very welcoming and i think that was a that really stood out to me okay and what was it about intervarsity that so i mean Je jess you actually work for intervarsity now mm -hmm. but brendan you said you were um what was your position you said you worked for them for a year and a half yeah i was a campus staff so we essentially started off in like the same sort of position okay and then um after a while i ended up stepping away to do some other stuff and and just just kept progressing were you so. campus staff after you graduated yes okay so mm -hmm. it was still after college but then you got into teaching right so you're now yeah, kind of like in, in education okay. through there. But um, and that was, you know, kind of a, a different turn at one point. But yeah, I, right, right out of being uh, graduated, I sure. went and was a campus. OK, so then, Jess, what is it? When did you start feeling led into ministry? Because it is it's ministry. So you're working mm -hmm. basically just like the staff at the churches. You're working for a ministry in a very similar way. And there's a, a very specific time when I mean, pretty much everybody, maybe not everybody, 
where you can say like, when did you feel called into ministry? And you kind of can trace it back to it was really at this point. So was that, did you have that experience? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> um, when I was a senior and I was trying to decide what, what to do, cause I really wanted to go to graduate school. I was really interested in higher education. What did you study? I was, uh, studied psychology. Okay. Um, but I was really interested in working with students. And so I applied to a bunch of graduate schools in student affairs and higher education. And then, um, I had applied to staff, but I wasn't really sure. And I, that was the time when I really started feeling led. Um, and so I interned for a year, which was a part-time thing. And mm -hmm. so it just kind of took did off you, from there. Did you have to raise support for that as well? Yeah, I did. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's tough. It's yeah. not easy to do that. It was like a smaller amount. Yeah, but Small still, it's, it's still really <laughs> big. When like it's, yeah. it's, hard to, it's hard to yeah. do it. Like, mm -hmm. first of all, like the, just writing all the letters and things that you, the new, whatever you call them, um, and sending that out to people and basically just saying like, support me in this ministry. It's just mm -hmm. like, it's hard to get in that groove. And then you're just, I don't know. It's, it was weird for me it, when I first got into ministry, that was part of when I, or full-time ministry, that was part of it. It was like half of it was paid by the church. The other half mm -hmm. I was raising support. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I, I hated it. It was so hard. And it's, I mean, <laughs> it's, I, it's great mm -hmm. that it gives people the opportunity to support ministries in that way. And especially I love when, cause we, we've supported, uh, my family has supported different ministries and stuff throughout, um, you know, I mean a long time. And we specifically one guy that's in Haiti right now. And I love getting his updates mm -hmm. to know what's going on. And sometimes you don't get to, you don't get that at the church, you know, yeah. in, in the details. So it's whole, I mean, the podcast is helping with that, but, um, I, it is a, it's, it's really cool to be able to get the detail of like, what is your ministry actually doing this month instead of it just being like, oh yeah, I support this person and they, uh, they, they're in ministry with, I think it's called InterVarsity. I'm not exactly sure what they do. <laughs> you know, like they know exactly what you're up to. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really cool. But yeah, so sh share about getting into how you went from the internship mm -hmm. into full-time ministry. I mean, I feel like it was a, it's a pretty natural transition because the jobs, the job is really similar as an intern. It was mm -hmm. just like, hey, here you get more, you get full time. <laughs> you're, Wait, you're did like, you share with me one time that that Greek? You started the Greek at the at mm -hmm. Sonoma State, though, right? Yeah. I don't know if you shared that already today. Oh, but yeah. that was the last recording. That didn't <laughs> I work. think that was the last recording. <laughs> but you you started the Greek University. Was that a thing yeah. around already at other campuses? So it was as a student, we didn't really know. Like me and my roommate, we went up to our staff member. So you thought you were yeah. brilliant. Yeah, we're yeah. like, we're yeah. so brilliant. We have this new idea. And we're like, there should be a Greek intervarsity. And our staff was like, well, there is. There is one. So yeah. we went to um, this conference that Greek intervarsity. Are you the kind of personality? Went, oh, never mind then. I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, we did. We did. But we went to a conference called Greek Conference, which is actually part of what I'm doing now for okay. Greek University. But it's a conference where they gather pretty much everyone. In the country, in right? In the country mm -hmm. um, at three locations in L.A., in Indianapolis, and Raleigh. Um, and so we went, well, at the time there wasn't one in L.A., so we flew all the way to Indianapolis. Oh and there goodness. was like 500 people there. And we walked in and we were like. All oh. working for Greek University? No, like or students. just anybody? Okay. Yeah, so there was like 500 students in the room. And we were like, we thought we were the only ones yeah. like wanting <laughs> to be Greek and Christian and explore this in our sorority and um that was like a turning point for us where we got really excited yeah um we're like oh this could actually be a thing on our campus yeah. and so that's what got me excited as a student I was like this could be a thing here and I could be a part of that and um I mean that's still what drives me because obviously I'm still yeah. <laughs> it's like five <laughs> six years later mm -hmm. and I'm still working for Greek University and so um same job or have you switched well, I, I switched jobs just this year. Just um, this year, right. And you're now, uh, I, again, I'm not going to answer your question for you, but uh, share what your job switched to this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I am an assistant director on our national team. Um, and so what were you prior? I was a 
campus staff. Got it. Okay. And so, um, but my job now includes, well, when we can go back to conferencing after COVID, yeah. my job will be, we'll get um, to COVID. yeah, we'll <laughs> be helping direct the Greek conferences. So what I went to as a student and then writing all of our, or at least on a team, writing our content for our Bible studies, which we call chapter ministries. So it's like leaders or students will get kind of like these books that go through like full, a uh, full eight week Bible study. And so I'll be helping write the curriculum for that. And basically just like our curriculum for most of the stuff we do. That's really cool. Um, and leading mm-hmm. other staff in, um, and students and just like basically our ministry, um, yeah. on a national level. So it's a lot different. Yeah. What would you say but, are the biggest challenges that you're facing? But let's, I mean, COVID we'll get to, but like is besides COVID just, let's say COVID pre COVID. <laughs> I just said COVID. How many times can you say COVID in one sentence? (laughs) Um, It was like six different sentences, Brandon. They were just short. Uh, No, so let's let's just go pre-COVID and Mm -hmm. say what was the biggest challenges that you were facing in your ministry? Well, pre-COVID, I was campus staff, so um, I would say as a campus staff, besides fundraising, because oh, you didn't start this position before COVID started. I like right as it was. So in this this summer, we were still calling it Corona. Yeah, yeah, it was still the so I started, back then. Yeah, so I started this new role in June. Okay. So, yeah, I think pre-COVID, pre-COVID I was on, I was a campus staff still, right? Yeah, that, that was right? March. <laughs> You're like, time is like sure? weaving yeah, together. Yeah, time doesn't exist anymore. That no. got mentioned a few it, times it, today, it's, too. It's still March, as far it's as I'm still concerned. still March. Well, we're going back now, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but so befi- besides fundraising, because that's always, that's a really obvious challenge. Yeah. Um, but I think as a campus staff and what I've done so far, a challenge can be just having like difficult conversations with students. Um, cause things come up, students struggle with a variety of different things, or maybe it's like, Hey, you're not showing up to leadership meetings, or maybe it's something a lot deeper with their faith or something personal in their life. Um, so that can be challenging. I don't love conflict. Um, but <laughs> you're not a confrontational no, person. Well, yeah, I wouldn't call it conflict, but I don't like, yeah, I would, I don't love, um, you're confronting them on something and it's like, whether it's <laughs> What you're, when you call somebody out on something or check on them with something, people can get very defensive very yeah, quickly I, and I it wouldn't can turn say, into a conflict. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm like that confrontational, but sometimes like hard conversations do have to happen. Or even if like um, a student's just having a hard time leading or like inviting their friends, it's like that's a different kind of challenge. It's mm-hmm. like, so it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm confronting you about anything, but it's something that has to be worked through. But I found that when I can work with students through things and they're willing to like come out the other end. Like my relationships with them have been so like sweet to me. Like that's like my favorite part. Well, they start to trust you probably. Yeah. And well, a, that's in when, a way that builds a relationship a lot quicker. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's when ministry actually is really deep and yeah. transforming versus like other years when it's like, maybe people aren't sharing things with me or it, it, maybe it's just like an easy semester. Sometimes that happens. Um, I've noticed a difference in terms of like the depth of people's relationships with Christ and like just the wit, even their own confidence as a leader. So, um, it's like both a challenge and a, can be a positive at the same time. What about you guys as a married couple? Cause Brandon, your wife being in ministry, you Mm -hmm. are equally in ministry. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm the one in ministry, but my wife also, I consider her in ministry as well, even though she's a photographer. Um, but yeah, so just speaking from that point of view of being a married couple, how is it, what are the things that you love about that? What are some mm-hmm. things that are, have been kind of challenging that you've had to work through? How have you worked through them? Those kinds yeah. of things. Well, I, obviously I think one of the things that I've really loved to see is, uh, it's been great to see how, how she's grown through that whole process. And I mean, I was, we were interns together, 
Um, so like I was there when we were starting out the process of like fundraising and doing all that stuff where it was like, that was a huge challenge. And even, even being able to like engage with that obstacle was really hard to begin with. And right. I remember even for Jess was really difficult, but like I've seen it's hard to ask people for money, man. <laughs> well, it, it's hard. And, and it's, and it's too, just getting like getting people on board with the idea of like, no, you're not just give me money. Like you're supporting a ministry that's right, doing yeah. something. And so like communicating that's really difficult but but being able to see Jessica Rowe in that and and get to the point where she is now where she's like yeah I'm hoping to you know design the curriculum that all these students across the country are using and that's just like such a cool thing yeah five years ago if you would have told her you're gonna design the whole yeah. curriculum oh gosh, what would yeah. your response have been I like, would have told you I'm not gonna be here in five years <laughs> she would have laughed at me <laughs> yeah I sometimes I'm still like wow I can't believe I've been doing this for this like it's not something I pictured doing still at this mm -hmm. point um Especially when I was an intern, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it for a year. And the next year, oh, I'm, I'm just going to do it on, for a year. I'm coming up on 13 years in ministry. It's the one-year like, commitment that gets my, you. <laughs> my ministry career could be in junior high right now. Mm -hmm. And that's like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And all the people, of course, Brett's like, well, I planted Spring Hills 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, Brett. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're still young. Um, so we talked about oh, – oh, sorry. I keep going on that, though. I don't know if there's anything else. Um, I really want to encourage – there's a lot of people that – uh, they hesitate going into ministry because it's not, first of all, we're, we're conditioned so much in our life to make more money mm -hmm. ministry. You're yeah. not going to be rich. Yep. That's just not how it works. Um, yeah. unless you're, you know, unless you're a, a author that writes tons of books and you make money in different ways, but like being just working at a church or working with university, you're not going to, you're not going to rake it in. Like, and that's not the yeah. reason we do it, right? We basically make what we can to survive and pay the bills yeah. and that's pretty much it. So it's really, if people are hesitant about it there it's part of the reason why I think is just because we've been conditioned to think like, Oh, that's not a real job. Right. You know? Um, so what have, are there any other challenges that you faced? Like maybe the, the, the decision to continue on in this as a couple, cause you guys have been date, you guys were dating for how long before you got married? We dated five for years. about, yeah, five, five and a half. Years. So, okay. And then you guys have been married now for, for a year and a half, year and a half now. Okay. Yeah. So you've been together like seven years, right? So you've been about. through basically this whole process together. Mm -hmm. um, were there any challenges as far as like, man, I'm not sure this is what we should be doing or yes, we want to do this. Yeah, I think, and, and Jess, I'm sure you can speak more on this too, but I think start like for a, a while, there was questions of like, can, can we even do this? Especially when we were first um, on staff together. And we're just like, hey, like, are we going to be able to even like make enough to to live in this area and it's things expensive. like that? But the really cool thing about it is we've seen just like a huge, like you just, if you ever want to see God provide for you, make your income dependent on him. And that's been like a really cool thing to see is that pretty much any time we're like, I don't know, we're not going to do it. This month's going to be too tough. Something like God always provides for yeah. us in that space. And that's been a really cool thing. And for some reason, we'll still doubt it yeah, in the next every month. every single time. And we're like, oh, I don't know. I don't how's know how this, we're going to do it. How's he going to do this? And then he does it again. And we're like, oh, yeah. He's done that like. Oh, yeah. He hasn't let us down before. Yeah, <laughs> 10 times already. And then we keep on doing the same thing. So it's it's humbling. And it's not just finances with that either. God pulls you through so many different things. Yeah. And then you doubt him again. It's just kind of like, it's like, wait. Like, I mean, Brett talked about with the Israelites. Right. <laughs> Moses split. God splits the sea. Moses leads them through, they get to the other side, and then within, I don't know, I forget exactly how long, they're complaining, Moses, you bring us out here to die? Right. And it's just like, oh my gosh, you guys, do you see what just happened? You know, like, let's go back to Egypt. Wait, really? It just, I, I do that to myself all the time where I'm just like, <laughs> how am I doubting God mm -hmm. now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, goals for ministry. Let's talk about that. Your your future with InterVarsity, you're already, you already mentioned you're doing curriculum. 
Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything beyond that that you're looking forward to in the future? Well, I'm looking forward to getting into this new job, <laughs> into my <laughs> new role. I haven't thought too far beyond that just because right now I'm in a new transition. And COVID, and, COVID, COVID. Yeah. And yeah. I, well, and I feel like so this year has been different because one, it's a new role. And then there's COVID, so we're we're not doing any of the same things we normally do. We have had to adjust. So I feel like come next year, I'm gonna have to. It's like gonna be a new job all over again. Yeah, yeah. Because I have will have not done the things I was supposed to be doing this year, um, like conferencing and yeah. all of that. So um, I think for the next couple of years, I'm like I'm just looking forward to kind of easing into something new and being challenged to serve God in a different way. Um, but like still be able to serve our ministry mm-hmm. that I, that I really love. And so, yeah, I don't yeah. know if that answers your Let, question. Well, let's go, <laughs> let's just go to the, mm-hmm. the COVID now. The, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to have to track how many times I've said that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. This. Yeah. Um, I'm not a supporter of COVID just so you guys know, <laughs> <laughs> we don't like, we don't like it. Um, how, so how has COVID really affected your job? Cause you were campus staff mm-hmm. when you, when it started and mm-hmm. then you got, the um you went into the was it a promotion yeah okay yeah <laughs> i didn't want to say promotion to be like well it was more like moving to the, anyways yeah how um, did it affect it what are the main challenges with it obviously we talked about community and not meeting together is a huge part of what you're mm-hmm. doing so how have you guys struggled with that how have you adjusted um well we've adjusted similarly to what other people are doing pretty much everything we're doing has been online um not all of greek university has been doing it depends on what state you're in and the restrictions oh, yeah, yeah. and That's things true. like that so or at least for california most people are doing stuff online. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my students will lead their small groups online. Um, all our events are online. So it's like really, it took out a huge chunk of my job because I was supposed to do help with Greek conference. So now it's like virtual conferencing <laughs> and like all this stuff. So that makes it difficult in terms of, um, we're almost like, as my supervisor likes to say, it's like we're we're flying the plane and building it at the same time, you know? And so... Um, it's just, I just think that's a really good visual not sure that's the, of what this <laughs> safest thing to do. We do not endorse that <laughs> in real life. It was an analogy. Yes. Just making sure. But I think it's a good example of like time. It's like you usually, Thanks, a semester friend. goes by really quick. I had to give you something for that one. I'm sorry, Jess. Continue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm also known as an interrupter. My bad. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, the semester goes by really quick. And so usually there's more prep time. And so I think it's just timelines are different yeah. and we're just have to adjust that way. Um, but I've seen stu- like I'm, I've still been working with some students at Sonoma State this year, um, and I've seen them adjust pretty well. I didn't really know how it was going to go, but they have people show up every week, and they were done with our little their Bible study booklets like super fast. They were like, "We're done," and I'm like, "This never happens." Usually, there's like mm-hmm. weeks where there's events that interrupt it or whatever. But um, so I think overall we're like i think students are doing the best they can i think everyone's really doing the best they can they can to build community mm-hmm. um but i think people will be excited when we can just oh no back yeah, to normal. Absolutely. So just being back in person even being i feel like attendance is going to be like through the roof they're going to be like we're so excited yeah, to be yeah. here everybody in small group all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um so we want to talk about supporting you real quick now obviously there's the financial support but mm-hmm. we also do you have like a prayer team a prayer list mm-hmm. um like i do a, whatever they get the newsletter so they know mm-hmm. how to be praying for yeah. you how do they get involved with that um you can email me okay how do you yeah. say your email yes it's <laughs> jessica.zastro z-a-s-t-r-o-w at intervarsity.org oh you need to change your email last name i've been trying it's, <laughs> it's a process <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening to this like way in the future and you can also try jessica.prior at intervarsity.org you also could <laughs> if, if yeah. you really have a hard time getting a hold of her you could 
you could email the church. Yeah, we could get you totally. A Jess. Yeah, um, <laughs> we we know Jess. Um, and then what financially is it the same thing? You you do you like to meet with somebody, talk to them about what your ministry oh, yeah. before? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So same thing. Email you. Watch your microphone. Yeah, then. <laughs> I instantly bumped it. Um, yeah. So you can email me. I think that's a really good way, especially in something like this where I haven't met someone yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Email is, works really well. Great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you just correspond with them, let them know what you're doing, and yeah. they can make the decision. They can be on your prayer list or... Yeah, totally. I really love to sit down with people and kind of do a deeper dive into what we do. Because you love it, right? Yeah. It's well, so fun to yeah. talk about the things you're... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's fun to love your job. Like, I can't say that enough. Like, because I've had jobs where I didn't love my job. Mm-hmm. And pretty much ever since I've been in ministry, I'm like, I'm pretty lucky I get to do this. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. It just, it blows me away. Ministry is uh, very rewarding. It is. Um, anything else you want to share about InterVarsity before we take off? I don't know. I think we covered a good amount. Okay. Yeah. Brennan? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's a really great ministry. If you have the chance to, to learn more about it, be involved with it, um, it's, you know, it's rewarding. I know what I wanted to ask. If somebody is listening to this that's a college student, how would they get involved with InterVarsity? Mm. Could also email me. Well, maybe no. what if they're not, what if they're not at Sonoma State, oh, you know, um, like Oregon Greek, like what on their campus, how do they seek out InterVarsity? Yeah. Well, so you could, all, you could look at your, um, there. yeah. So InterVarsity is like, are usually regi- registered campus clubs. So if they go into student involvement on campus or wherever their clubs are located, um, student clubs and activities, whatever it's called on your campus, um, you could look at the list of clubs. There, see if it's on there and then email the president of the organization you could also google um and look on our website if to see if your campus even has one okay. um and so or it's like where is university in your region and you could always email a staff too and um, if it doesn't exist you can go start it right like you yeah. basically mm-hmm. just start looking into how to start this on your campus because yep. yeah, that's so, how every campus starts yeah, yeah basically but so if someone doesn't have an university on their campus and they want to start one I would recommend reaching out to the closest staff member so say it's like say there wasn't anything at Sonoma but there was one in San Francisco I would I would say reach out to the San Francisco staff um, and talk to them about what that could look like because sometimes there's a staff available for like coaching long distance mm-hmm. I've done that before um, yeah. with a student at Santa Clara and we talked like, I don't know, maybe a couple times a month. And we, I would coach her through her small group and oh, awesome. it was really fun. Like it's, yeah. it was, I had like a really good time with it. And so did so, she start the university on her campus? Yeah. So she led, um, well, university was there, but she was leading a Greek group. Oh, okay. And so, um, I just got to coach her through yeah. leading her Greek group there and it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still talk to her too. So, awesome. um, that's also an option, especially right now too, with COVID everyone's doing virtual stuff. So yeah. That's um, easy to get, get yeah. going now, mm-hmm. or even just like FaceTime is so easy now. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming down again um, to record again because my uh, SD card, it's working, guys. I can see it. That perfect, it's working. Perfect. So um, <laughs> hopefully because uh, Jen and Garrett were on this same SD card. So if it didn't, this whole episode Third time's might a charm, be a mess. Right? But you know what? <laughs> even if it's a mess, I'm going to post it because good, it'll good. work. Um, so thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks that for wraps us. up our uh, our mission episode, but we're gonna we'll talk more about some other missions too. Um, I'm gonna try to get a hold of some of the uh, the guys that we are in contact with internationally. That'd be cool, and see if mm-hmm. I can get like some phone interviews nice. or stuff and yeah. talk about their That'd ministries awesome. just to give updates on what we're supporting. So and maybe some Redwood Gospel Mission reps and that kind of thing. So yeah. uh, this was just the first one. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Great. Thanks for Thank having you. us.